Welcome to the Bamboo Pastors Podcast, a podcast that explores the joys and challenges of being an English-speaking pastor in a Chinese church. I'm Jalen Chan, and I'm here with my co-host, John Mon. Hey, everyone. Together, we host the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. We're glad that you're here with us. Come on in and have a seat at the table. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Bamboo Pastors Podcast. I am Jalen Chan. That is John Mon. John, it's always good to see you. How are you doing? Hey, Jalen, it is good to see you too. Uh, you know, I think I was thinking whenever we have these calls, I think about like, oh, what are the things? There's so many things that we could update one another on. And right. uh, do I talk about things that are coming up in ministry, things that I've already done? Do I go with, you know, just personal lifestyle? I don't know. Um, so you told me to surprise you with my update today. So I am going to share a little bit about some exciting things that our ministry is um, going through, partly because I realized that the guest we have on was connected to that ministry at, at one point earlier this year. And so um, basically, you know, I serve in our young adult ministry at church and it's been good, exciting. Uh, I really love working with this group. Um, and over the last two years, our group has begun to grow in size. Like we've been having new people come, uh, it's been very exciting. And so what started with a group of about seven, like five to seven, two years ago, has slowly over time grown to be, we're averaging in the last month, we've been averaging closer to 30 each week. And so nice. like keep outgrowing all of our spaces. Um, we started in my living room and then when we got to like 15, we're like, okay, that's not going to work anymore because I live in a little one bedroom apartment. And then um, we were meeting at um another pastor that is part of our group we're meeting at um he and his wife's home and then most recently we've been meeting in the home of one of my core team like one of my core leaders um but it's always felt like kind of like a temporary nomadic uh lifestyle like we kind of we just stay in one spot for as long as they'll have us or as long as we can fit and then we have to like move on to the next Mm -hmm. uh, but something that's been exciting for us, and uh, I'm sure this will not be the first or the only time we talk about it on the podcast, but um, we were kind of presented with an opportunity over the summer, a, a possibility of meeting um, in a, a church building that is uh, owned by our district, but is largely unoccupied, which, you know, if you know San Jose real estate, it's not every day that like a, a church property kind of, or property in general just pops up and then is available for use. Um, and so we've been kind of exploring the possibility of our young adult using that facility on um, Friday nights. It meets multiple needs, both from a logistical standpoint, but also like geographically. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that for me, the most exciting thing is that this opportunity seems to line up with how God has been at work in this ministry, like in our story as, mm -hmm as like this is just the next step in in what god has for for my group and for for where he's leading us and so um basically the the exciting news is we just got the green light from um basically everyone that needs to give a green light whether it's our district or our church to kind of step forward into this and um we're supposed to get the keys like in the next couple of days and the next two weekends um we're my young adult group is gearing up to go in and scour the place and like clean up all the spots we're going to use um, because we 
uh, that part of the church building hasn't been used, I think, probably since COVID started. And wow. so um, it's been really exciting for our group. Um, we've, something we've been praying for together, something that our church has been praying for for us. And um, yeah, it's just been cool to see how God is opening these doors. And yeah. yeah, I think the goal is for us to go into there and it would just be the beginning of what God wants to do in our church. Um, and it would start with our young adults. And actually we have a, a church plant that will most likely um, relocate to that facility as well shortly after we go in, but we'll be the first ones in most likely. So yeah, that's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. Very cool. I'm sure we'll, you'll hear about this more because next time we record, we'll probably be pretty close to our like first official day. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Very but cool. what about you? What have you been up to? Yeah. You know, I've shared in the past uh, about the thriving immigrant congregations initiative that our church has been part of. Uh, for the last two years. And that wrapped up this past weekend. So obviously very bittersweet, I think. Um, sweet in the sense that we look back and see all that God has done and the work that we've kind of put into really strengthening and growing the the relationship between our two congregations, our Mandarin congregation and our English congregation. And just very thankful uh, the way that I think TICI kind of prompted some very helpful conversations and, um, you know, um, but also very sad to kind of say goodbye to these 10 other churches that we've been kind of working alongside and, you know, saying goodbye to sort of this more, you know, academic approach to addressing intergenerational interdependent sort of immigrant church stuff. And so kind of sad to see that go. Um, but you know, when we were, when we were there this past weekend, actually there was a, a kind of, a I guess I'll just use the term conflict between, um, you know, some of our leadership in a particular issue. Mm. And it was very timely because this last session was focused on managing conflict um, and leading through change. And it was very helpful, I think, to have some of these tools sort of immediate for the need in the moment. And I think it was just a blessing to have those conversations there together. We had the time and the space to kind of talk things out and we're by no means through the conflict, but we are, uh, I think ahead of where we probably would be if we did not have this particular weekend and we didn't have TICI sort of giving us some really helpful questions to ask and things to think through. So very thankful for it. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of conversation that we're going to have to have still, but I'm very, I'm very grateful that we're working through things together and mm -hmm. we're still committed as leaders to one another. There's, there's still, you know, in some, in some ways, trust has kind of been broken, but also there's a rebuilding of that trust already. There's some reconciliation happening and just very grateful mm -hmm. for that. So kind of a, kind of a long emotional weekend. Yeah. Um, but but it was good. So I'm grateful for that. And I mean, I think that really speaks to like this idea of thriving, right? Our ministry is thriving. Our church is thriving, right. which is not that there would be no conflict. Cause I think that's just probably a, a reality of, you know, on, as people come together, there's brokenness that are, you know, we're experiencing God's grace together and being redeemed together. But sometimes that will create some, you know, tension or, uh, you know, friction or, or whatever you want to say, but like 
a thriving church is a church that really learns their leaders learn to really work through those things and that's right and continue forward and, and serve one another and serve with one another in the midst of conflict and intention. So that's, yeah. yeah, but I imagine that not always easy to navigate in the moment. Right. You know, definitely not. Yeah. But anyways, um, I'm excited for our guest tonight. I think I had joked with him over the summer about the possibility of him coming on um, and he's here today. So I want to introduce um, Justin Yao. Justin is, boy, there's a lot of different ways that we could, I guess, describe his, where he's at, but um, some basic things, and Justin, you can elaborate on this more later. Uh, Justin is a student, a current student at Moody Bible Institute, which is um, Jalen and I, our alma mater. Um, we do love the school that DL Moody founded. <laughs> and, uh, and then not only is he currently a student, but he's also interning at Chinese Christian Union Church. And uh, that is the church that we both grew up at. Um, and so Justin, welcome to the podcast. I know there's more to you than just those two facts. Um, and we're going to talk about some of those things, but welcome. And we're really glad that you're on with us today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Justin, thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, we start every uh, podcast interview with the same question, but uh, we'd love to hear your story about God's calling on your life and your your journey into ministry. Um, could you share sort of briefly with us your your ministry journey, your calling with us? Yeah, my kind of happening into, I guess, full-time or the pursuit of full-time ministry was like the summer of 2020. Um, I was really, I mean, in the in the heat of COVID, um, I was working in healthcare and it was it was just tough. Um, I was in school at the time. Um, I thought I wanted to do occupational therapy, but there were a lot of doubts, a lot of questions, and so I'm kind of in that summer before I would have finished and um, started grad school. I um, was kind of looking to see where else I could go, um, thinking that um, healthcare would be something I would do if nothing else could, you know, kind of slot in. And so, um, in that time, I I was considering like social work. I was considering like, you know, teaching. And so I, I was asking people around at my church. Um, and so I asked my elder um, and he, cause he was a, he had formerly been a teacher. And so I'd asked him what his thoughts were and he suggested uh, ministry to me um, kind of having served with him. He knew me since, um, I mean, kind of watched me grow up at the church and watched me serve um, as often and in many opportunities I could. And so um, in that he, he dropped it, he suggested. And then like, I just, it was one of those things where um, I felt like, like time kind of froze and I was just given something to really mull over and think about. And so like the next day, like the next morning I went into work um, and in my free time, I thought like, you know, maybe we'll see where this can go. Maybe this could happen. And so I filled out like Moody's application and filled out all the general information with the thought. I was like, okay, well, it's July. There's, you know, it's just kind of done. You can't really get in at this point. So I was like, maybe the spring, maybe I'll transfer in if things that gives me like four months to kind of figure that out. And, and so I like filled it in and, and then I just kind of left it as is. And then I got an email 
um, Saturday morning. And they were just like, hey, we have slots. There are only men and it'll be the undergraduate program. Um, but if you want this, you have to get it done in the next three weeks. So like I, I like filled that application July 1st and the deadline was July 21st. So in a sense, I had like 20 days. Um, and I think that really like got me thinking. I was like, what school would accept students for the fall, like a month before it starts? <laughs> Something has to be at play here. Um, and so I did the first thing that I could think of. And I just tried to meet with as many people as I could. I met with um, pastors at my church. I met with people that I knew who were in ministry and also people who were just very faithful lay workers. A lot of it was trying to figure out if God was calling me into vocational ministry um, or if he wanted me to continue and that I would just, you know, serve faithfully as much as I could. Um, and so like I met with John, I, um, I met with his brother who um, discipled me and um, serves a lot. And I think by like the second or third person, I just was, I just could feel so clearly that God was um, calling me to into ministry and to serve vocationally and to go into it full time. And um, as I met with each person afterwards, it was just more and more confidence in that. Um, and so, you know, in I finished the application. I, um, it, I like the submission was like July 20th. Um, I was super stressed out. I had to get all of my recommendations in and everything. Um, and then, you know, I, two weeks after that, I got the acceptance and, um, you know, going into ministry has been not without its hurdles. Um, my parents aren't Christian. Um, and so that was in and of itself an entirely different like battle um, because, you know, they were, I was almost done with school. I um, had been working in like the field already. And, you know, to tell them that I was going to drop this to go into ministry work of something they don't believe in um, was a big hurdle. And I mean, that on top of this wouldn't be the first time I changed majors. It would be the second time that I've completely swapped careers. Um, and so, you know, the being the procrastinator that I am, I held off until like two days before moving. Um, right. And I was, I, it was one of those, like, I, I was like, I have to do it now. Like I can't wait any longer. Um, <laughs> and, so, and so, yeah, like, but I, knowing my parents, I just, I had a bad feeling that like it was going to go really bad. And so I had a friend who was waiting outside of my house with all of my things. And I would just crash at his place until school started. And then, you know, had the conversation, like sat my parents down uh, and it was a very hard conversation, but I think at the end of it, uh, it really was just like, if this is what you want to do, like we can't stop you. Um, and I think for me, that was like surprisingly a very comforting thing to hear um, because I was just ready to lose it all. Um, I was ready to go the next few years without like talking to them. And so, you know, I mean, even right now, like I am, you know, we're recording this and I'm at home and I count that as a huge blessing because mm. right before I entered ministry, I was ready to never see this place again. And so, um, and so, you know, it's still a long journey. My parents are not supportive, um, but I think that um, it's one of those things where, 
Um, because I had been faithful on my journey to till I started ministry, God softened their hearts to at least be ready to hear it. Um, and I think that as I continue to serve him faithfully and as I continue to um, pursue where God is calling me, that like their hearts will continue to soften to the point where um, they've accepted it and um, even to hopefully one day for them to accept Christ. Hmm. Yeah. You know, Justin, I, I think it's just so interesting how um, in our stories, even in my own, like sometimes we have in mind, like, well, it would have been more efficient to just like go straight to Moody right out of high school. And, and that was, that was my story, right? Like I had, I had a, a stop before I got to Moody. Um, you had kind of multiple stops. Um, but I, I just really resonated with what you said just now about how, you know, rather than going the most efficient route, you went or God took you along the route that maybe he had in mind for you. And that prepared not only you, but even the people in your life for, to come to this moment. And I remember that's actually something, you know, um, that you told me earlier this year, as we were hanging out, um, that, you know, probably the response from your family would have been really different had it been right out of high school rather than, you know, a few years down the line from there. And so, um, yeah, just amazing how, how God does that. So I, I didn't say this earlier, um, partly cause I wanted to, yeah, just uh, set up this next question for you, but something that, um, you know, not only are you interning or you're currently interning at CCUC, the church that Jill and I used to both attend, but over the summer, you did a two-month internship out here in San Jose at my church, and you worked with me, you worked with um, Sam, our youth pastor, serving in our youth ministry, and uh, really got involved in our young adult ministry. So I hope you enjoyed that little update because you were you were kind of there when we first started talking about it, right? When when the idea popped up, and I forget that that was like two months ago yeah. plus. Um, and so just a little update for you on how things are going. Um, but yeah, now having interned or either did an internship and currently interning um, at two different churches, plus having grown up in the Chinese Heritage Church, um, what are some, you know, what are some ways that um, these internships have shaped your perspective on ministry in the Chinese Heritage Church? Yeah, I, I think it's it's been quite a journey and kind of experiencing the two different churches. Um, like I just remember when I showed up in San Jose and the first night we went to uh, that grad dinner, I just was like in complete culture shock. Um, Cause I was like, you know, you know, Chinese church, I feel like, you know, we can't be that different, um, but I just, it like, I could really see and feel the differences and, you know, not in a bad way, but I think it, it is just very much shaped by like the location and the people that we're serving. Right. And so I like really do appreciate like how different the churches were. Um, right. I think um, at, you know, CCC Chinese Christian Union church, I feel like, um, being surrounded by an immigrant community, being surrounded um, by people who's, you know, like the people that I grew up with, the people that I serve alongside with, um, like our parents, you know, are immigrants. And a lot of them, actually, their parents aren't Christian. Um, and so what that ministry looks like is is so different. And um, like having been in San Jose, where um, you know, a lot of the, it's a commuter church to an extent. And so a lot of families are traveling together. So the youth that I'm working with, like a lot of their parents are involved. 
um, either in the youth ministries or in various other ministries. Um, right. And so I think it, it is definitely caught me off guard on how different things were. Um, and, you know, I definitely have been able to bring different um, things to both churches. Um, like I remember when we led the huge game um, that used the sanctuary, uh, yeah. you know, at, in San Jose, that, that was like, that's something that at, you know, CCUC where we have our own building where it's pretty big, like that's like a regular thing. That's not nothing too surprising. And um, that was a lot of work, but um, that one was more new. Um, you know, a few weeks ago at CCUC, I introduced parent night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, when I, when I was talking with Sam about it and he told me that they were planning on doing that, you know, it's one of those things where like, it makes so much sense, but because like the culture and where we're coming from is so different, like it just never really existed. Right. And so, you know, a parent ministry in and of itself is something that's new um, that we're kind of starting up at CCC now. Um, and we're kind of like finding what that is going to look like, you know, when we have parents that are Christian, but we also have parents that are coming in who don't know Christ. And so how does that you know, how is that going to play out? And um, for me, the way I just saw it is like, this is a ministry that we've been missing. You know, like we've kind of banked that the kids will spread the gospel to their parents, but you know, it's, it is hard, you know, to do that in and of itself. And so um, I saw it as an opportunity for parents to speak into parents' lives, Yeah, Um, you know, and, and so that, that there have been a lot of other differences, a lot of big cultural differences, one being the Midwest, versus the, the, you know, the West coast, like, um, and so, you know, I think there are a lot of, a lot of tough, tough parts to each of the churches that I was at. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting that you said there was some culture shock when you went to the West coast to San Jose. And I think that's really true. I think that, you know, oftentimes we think, okay, we're going into a Chinese heritage church and for sure, there's a lot of similarities, right? You can kind of go to a Chinese heritage church in different parts of our country and you'll find a lot of the elements that are still the same. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's it's like any church we have, you know, each congregation has its own culture, right? Each each gathering local local church family has its own culture. And I think that's something that is really important to think through um, as w- whether you're you know, just starting out in ministry or you're switching ministries or you're going somewhere else is to recognize that where God has you, um, versus where he might move you, you know, each, each church, each congregation has its own culture. And to really identify that, um, I think is important because we, we often think of that. Okay. If we go to a multi-ethnic church or we go to a church, that's a different sort of culture than ours, you know, ethnically or racially, then we have to put on all these, you know, um, you know, we, we have to learn a lot more, but I think it's important to, to remember like, yeah, certainly even in the Chinese heritage church. Um, and, and of course across congregations as well, but there's, you're, you're jumping from a Mandarin congregation to a Cantonese congregation mm. to an English congregation. Each of those congregations has its own culture and to understand how those interact with each other in the same church is mm. so, is so interesting. Um, I was going to ask, what are, what are some of the highlights? I know you kind of mentioned some things already, but what are some of the highlights just as you were out with John in San Jose and even now at CCUC? Yeah, I think, I mean, a highlight um, from San Jose, I think was just getting a glimpse of what full-time ministry will look like. You know, right now at 
you know, at CCC, I'm a part-time intern, I'm in school. But when I was out there in San Jose, it was just like, you know, you know, you're full time and you're just going to kind of go through the um, life and, you know, you're going to show up every morning. And, and so I think that was just a highlight because I think like it, one was I had, I had told John, it was like, it was easier because like just on paper, it was like 40 hours at the church, but you know, on paper in Chicago, I'm like 46 hours. And so, um, and that's just like showing up to class. That doesn't include like all the work and stuff like that. Um, I think, you know, another highlight um, really was meeting the people out there. I think it, it had been a while since I had been to a different church. Hmm. Um, and, and so I think it's it, like, yeah, I just, I felt like I was, it wasn't too difficult for me to slot in. And um, at the end of the day, I even, I like joke that like there are people that I met in San Jose that just reminded me of some people back at CCC and, and kind of likewise, um and so yeah i think like the community there was um really open very loving um and i think for me that was definitely a highlight um and i think a highlight from you know working at ccuc is you know now having you know a smaller seat at the table to make change um some of the the things and ideas that i have had i've been able to bring up and we've been able to implement like the parent night that one um you know, hasn't happened before. And so I was able to get that ball rolling. And I found some people, um, some volunteers who are wanting to kind of step alongside in that. And so we were able to plan it out. We had a huge parent night and now we're having um, some like parent ministry meetings um, where like the parents are coming together, they're talking, um, they're sharing about their, their struggles of being a parent of specifically like teenagers Um and even more than that, they've been able to go through a curriculum that we found that just talked about like how to be a Christian parent versus just a parent in general um, for them, uh, you know, and something else that I like, I feel like I've been really enjoying as well is just kind of trying to support um, the lay people at CCUC. Um, I think they're all such faithful people. Um, like when I first started, I had to um, get a, an overview of the ministry. And so I got to see um, both the middle school ministry that I hadn't seen in a while. And so um, when I, I remember when I first walked in and I like saw some, a volunteer there and, you know, they started when I was in middle school, like, hmm. and, and so to see them there, I was just so caught off guard. And I asked like, are you like helping like one off or something like that? And he was just like, no, I've been, you know, here every week for the past like 14 years. And so for me, it's like, how do I, how do I keep that passion going? And, and so um, a lot of that has been like, how do I support them? What do they need? You know, CCC has been without a youth pastor for as long as I've been, as long as I can remember, to be honest. And so um, a lot of that has been like, how do I help them? And so like this past weekend, we um, drove out um, to one of the suburbs in Illinois and we just held a retreat for the youth counselors. And a lot of it was just like, let's, let's fellowship, let's, um, spend time with one another. Let's pray. Um, let's kind of reset before we go into um, this new school year with all these new kids and all these new social dynamics. And, um, and so I've been, I've been really enjoying kind of seeing what I can bring to the table. And um, I think more than that, just seeing like how much support I've kind of received in, in kind of bringing up new things. Yeah. No, I love hearing that uh, just the impact that that I know the impact that that youth ministry has had on your life. And then now you're, um, you're pouring into 
that same ministry and 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 that's amazing and exciting um i wanted to highlight since you shared some highlights of your own i wanted to share highlights uh of your time here in san jose and so there's two that i think are worth mentioning um one is you and i we had a chance because your internship was very short we didn't kind of get our normal ramp up into having you uh in the pulpit by yourself you preached at youth group um but we also wanted to give you an opportunity to preach on a sunday but because of the sh the length of time of the internship um we had to kind of uh, adjust what we were able to do with you but because of that you and i got to team preach and so we uh i don't think I don't think we were the first week of our series in the Minor Prophets, but um, at the time when we started, our English congregation was just beginning a, a series going through different Minor Prophets, and you and I, we preached from the book of Haggai together, and so I really enjoyed that um, for listeners who maybe are unfamiliar with this idea of team preaching, which I, I'm sure other people have done it, but in, our, in the context that I'm in, we've tried this a few times over the years where um, an intern will preach with one of our pastors, um, or uh, I guess, well, I could, actually, technically, I think it's just been an intern that's preached with me um, over the years. But we kind of go through the whole sermon writing process, prep, um, development of the message, practice, and then delivery of that sermon together. And that's always been one of the things that I've really enjoyed. And so, um, yeah, I still, you know, we, we've, we've got good feedback from from that message that day and so that was a lot of fun but the other highlight for me during your time with us justin is just the deep deep impact that you have left on our young adult ministry um just because that was the group that you were doing life with and in just two months you know i think you probably know where i'm heading with this but you you left a, a part of your own heart in san jose here in uh or sorry in your own heart here in San Jose, which is your deep love for a certain type of footwear for Crocs. And now I feel like I have learned the way of just the beauty of wearing Crocs on a daily basis. So thank you for, for sharing, imparting that to our ministry. Uh, and I know I'm not the only one because I've been seeing more and more Crocs showing up on Friday nights at our weekly gatherings. So, yeah. But, uh, you know, I think before we keep picking your brain on internships. I thought maybe I, you know, we we forget sometimes Jalen, maybe because it was significantly long time ago that both of us as Moody students had to do internships at one point. Um, so I was just wondering if you wanted to share Jalen a little bit about your own internship experience. Cause um, if I remember correctly, that was not at a Chinese heritage church. Um, but yeah, like what did, where did you do your internship? What did you do? What was that like for you? Yeah, I did a summer internship in Springfield, Missouri, and it was with uh, an older pastor who felt called to plant a church out of uh, a, a much larger church, um, and he was planting in a rural area, uh, mostly with sort of people who lived on farms, and so um, the church building itself was probably you know a good 20 minutes or more. Um, for most people to get to, and it's just country, country roads. So not necessarily in Springfield, Missouri, but kind of on the outskirts of Springfield, hmm. Missouri. And so, you know, Justin, as you were talking about sort of the, the cultural, the culture shock, certainly for me, there's a culture shock, but uh, it was, I think it was so helpful for me to get out of the context of, you know, at that time I was still serving and 
you know, in ministry at CCUC, which is in, and it's, it's in, uh, you know, obviously an ethnic enclave in Chinatown and it's in the city of Chicago. And so it's, it's as urban as you can kind of get and then to kind of be transplanted for, uh, you know, several months in, and in, in a rural area was very different, but because it was a church plant, I got to do like literally everything, right. I mean, from preaching to, you know, teaching Sunday schools to, um, cleaning bathrooms, you know, taking out the garbage, uh, from, from all the rooms. And so I got a chance to see what, you know, very small church, very young church life looked like as a pastor Mm -hmm. and to do, you know, all of, all of the things, you know, that come with, um, leading and serving in an organization. Um, uh, and, and it was, it was, a it was a very joyful time. Um, and I think it also grounded me in a lot of the realities of day-to-day pastoral ministry. And it was, you know, not enough to scare me away, but very thankful for those opportunities. So yeah. How about for you? What was, what was your, I know your internship was extended <laughs> yes right yes it was yeah so i i think when i was at uh at moody you know this was the summer between my like uh right before my last year on campus and um you know my story was unique in in that i had spent two years at another school first and then i had to go back to school or reapply to get into moody and so i i felt like i was already kind of like behind the timeline so to speak of like, I'm not graduating in four years. This is, I'm going to be a sixth year college student. Um, and so by the time I really felt the Lord call me into youth ministry, I, um, I hadn't done the youth men major. I was like a biblical studies major, which if you know Moody, that means you just take a ton of Bible classes. Um, but I had no classes in the youth men program. And so my thought was like, well, because I don't want to switch programs now, and put myself even farther back, um, then I should, you know, I should at least look for an internship where I can do what I'm feeling God calling me to do, um, because I need to learn some of those things in the internship. And so at the time, there was only one Chinese church in Chicagoland that had a full-time youth pastor. And so I was like, well, I should probably do my internship with them to learn from them. And so that was Wheaton Chinese Alliance Church. And uh, I still remember someone telling me when I left CCUC, like my last Sunday at CCUC before the internship started, they're like, well, have a good time on this three month internship, but just don't forget you're coming right back here after that's, that's done and you're to serve here with this ministry. And uh, I still remember thinking, yeah, I, I know, I know I'll, I'll be back soon, like three months then I'm back here. And then I think God had a different plan because those three months stretched into 12 years at Wheaton Chinese Alliance Church. And uh, that internship really set me on a certain trajectory. I'm very thankful for it. I'm also thankful for my time at CCUC and how I've been able to continue to partner with them over the years. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed learning from someone who was doing um, doing what I felt God was calling me to. And we've had we've had Ben Zhang on the podcast before, um, and so Ben was my internship like supervisor, and I just learned so much about. Um, yeah, about developing leaders and ministry from him. And, and I think something that I was thankful for is um, kind of like what you mentioned, Justin, between San Jose and Chicago or CCUC and SJCAC, 
Um, the ministries are different, and I think our strengths as churches are probably different too. And so Ben's wiring as a pastor was different from my own, and so I had a lot to learn from him while also having a space to kind of grow where I was also, you know, maybe where God had maybe gifted me in or, or wired me for ministry. And so kind of learning both the things that I wasn't good at from someone else, but having a space to develop the things that maybe I was uh, a little bit better at or a little bit stronger in. And so, yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, obviously there were challenges, but it was a good 12 years there. So 12 years as an intern, not all as an intern. Sometimes yeah. it felt that way though. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I, obviously this is not a plug for Moody, but I really appreciate that Moody had us do an internship between our junior and senior year. Um, and, you know, I think having that opportunity to, to kind of flex some of the, the muscles that were developed as you're going through the, the classes in an actual ministry context is so helpful. And so Justin, for you, like, how have, how has interning, um, been beneficial for you while you're at school? How have you kind of brought what you're learning into the actual day-to-day -day ministry context? Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I'm just very glad I opted to go into the youth ministry major, um, in particular. Um, I think, I mean, one, the first and foremost, I just, like, I just noticed how CCUC had survived without one. And that was, we've, we've divvied up the work, right? We've handed, we've got like six people who are all, if you add up everything that they do, that we get one youth pastor. Um, and so what I've been learning in school is really just what that role means, what that looks like. Um, and so I've been taking that with me directly into the internship and just um, how I've been approaching like programming. Um, I think like CCUC's programming is like, I mean, it, 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 it does really well. It works really well. Um, but I, I started to see and notice like there were some cracks um, when you, instead of having one person who can kind of take charge, you have kind of six people that need to communicate constantly. What we see is it just moves slow. Um, there are some reluctance in the execution. Um, and so like one of the things that I implemented and that I had been kind of brought in um, very early on was just leading through some youth workshops. Um, what does it mean to work with youth? Um, I saw that as an opportunity to like help people who feel like they aren't equipped to, to feel equipped, but also for people who had been doing this for a long time to realize that youth ministry is just, it's an ever evolving field. And that as every year passes, the kids are different, what they like are different, how they're interacting with the world is different. Right. And so um, taking all of what I'm learning from school and the counseling classes, or even in the management and planning courses um, that I have to take, it's been um, very eye-opening in terms of like what people have to do. Like, what does it look like to budget for an event? Um, I mean, that's CCC is we, sometimes we're kind of loose with that. And I'm like, oh, this this can be good. And like, let's just go with it. And like since I've taken the class, I sometimes I just kind of chime in. and be Like, I, I don't think we need to spend this kind of money to do something like that. We can definitely um, circumvent that cost. Um, but, you know, I, I've been teaching the and kind of working with the Sunday school on the past two, three years that I've been here. And I mean, the easiest way for me to 
to apply and understand what I'm learning is I've just, at the end of the day, the kids that I have been working with in Sunday school, what they are getting is a mini moody education. Like my, my freshman year, like first four months, like, you know, as I was learning the church and its doctrines, so were the high schoolers, you know, and um, right now the high schoolers were going through a series on the Psalms and I was perfectly timed. I didn't suggest that the youth volunteer did, did, but like I'm in the Psalms class right now at Moody. And I feel like I've been able to bring a lot to the table of like, oh, this is like, oh, I just learned this in class. Like, let's bring this here. And like, not only does it, it teach and it, it raises the, you know, biblical knowledge of those that I'm teaching um, and are hearing from it, but it also just reinforces the concepts for me. Right. And so um, I always, I've always felt like the best way to study is to teach um, because if you can teach it, then you have a good understanding of it. And so, you know, I've been able to kind of take what I'm learning to school in school and just kind of translate it directly either in Sunday school or um, in one of the projects that um, CCC has been working on. And so um, it, it has been very helpful in that way. Yeah, I love hearing just about what you're doing um, with CCC, with with the youth ministry there, and how you're putting into practice the things you're learning in class, and and that's really the the desire for internships, right? Like that that those who are being called into ministry or even learning about ministry would have a place um, to really put into practice uh, what we're learning, so it's not just like head knowledge. Um, and working themselves out and actually you know i think even before you hopped on the call with us something jalen and i were talking about was how uh you know in, a, in an academic setting you may learn a certain way uh, or like best practices even um but those don't always factor in the reality of ministry and the messiness of it and so internships help you kind of navigate through those because there are really valuable good things that you learn in the classroom uh, but they have to kind of be filtered through also, well, what's the, you know, the cultural experience of the people I'm serving or what's my own story? What's, uh, you know, how do those things affect all of those things? And so, um, yeah, just definitely a, a valuable time. I'm glad that you're able to to have not just one internship experience, but two. Um, and so, yeah, you know, we've, I've enjoyed having you on, Justin, uh, hanging out with us. We always like to end our um our podcast with the same question and that is what what's just one piece of advice or encouragement that you would give to someone that's currently serving in the chinese heritage church yeah i feel like a piece of advice that i would give or would be just be to you know like pause and smell the roses i feel like at least culturally it's very easy just to be so critical of how things are it's very easy to go like we could be better like this mm -hmm. could be better let's let's improve this let's improve that i think sometimes on that journey of improvement which isn't a bad thing we kind of lose the sense of appreciating what we have um, and i think having been at in, in both of those churches i feel like i've been really able to kind of see the good work that's being done and um yeah i think it's you know, I'm not immune to it either. I definitely do find myself in moments feeling like I wish we did this or I wish we did that. Um, and I often have to remind myself that, you know, like God has been faithful to the church so far, that God is continually working, right? If we get too critical, we can sometimes feel like, oh, maybe God's going to give up here. And like, maybe this church is done. Um, but I feel like if we can just learn to appreciate 
um, the progress that we've made, right? Even in some, in some churches, it could be 10 or 15 years for just a small amount of progress. But if we can't appreciate that, then, you know, when big changes happen, we're not going to be able to appreciate those either. Hmm. And so I feel like that's, I feel like that's something that I would tell someone because I just feel like it's, it's something that I hear a lot and feel a lot. Yeah. Well said. I appreciate that. And I think that's very encouraging um, for those who are certainly in the midst of ministry, as well as those who are, you know, looking at possibly going to ministry, important to remember just the goodness of God in the work that he's doing in us and through us. So thank you, Justin. I really appreciate also your, your heart and your passion for youth ministry. Uh, I know that there are several Chinese heritage churches that would be interested in finding youth pastor. So, um, you know, if, if there are churches that are interested, you can reach out to the baby pastors podcast. We can get you connected to Justin. Um, but uh, certainly I appreciate just your passion, your heart for youth ministry and your desire to follow the Lord. So thank you, Justin. We've really enjoyed your time with us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Good times. That's the end of our episode. Thanks for joining us today on the Bamboo Pastors podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you listen to us on. Rate and review us and check in every week as we explore the joys and challenges of ministry in the Chinese church. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bamboo Pastors. See you next time.